Hey, Nicole. Welcome hey. to Transform Your Workplace. Hey, happy to be here. All right, we're on a bonus episode today. We're going to talk about compensation and pay transparency. It's a lot of hype around yeah. this because there's not only is it we, we survey a bunch of employees that work for our clients and then other participants, they fill out a, this what people want for work survey every year and compensation is always like the top yeah. thing. And for years, employees were always talking about what they make behind the scenes and I think yeah. and trying to figure out who's making what. And then now, I mean, there's a lot of pay transparency laws across different states. So like this just this whole topic is very complicated. Um, but let's sort of back up all the way. In what ways do you feel like transparency around compensation can change the dynamic of the culture improve employee morale just from your perspective what is it what does that look like yeah i think you made a good point about how for a really long time it's kind of been like this topic that like is taboo or you're not supposed to talk about and really that climate has changed and people are developing friendships at work and they're having conversations you know that topic is naturally coming up and so i think like employers are seeing that and recognizing that and wanting to like get ahead of transparency in general and say, these conversations are already happening. It's going to make our organization look like we're open and honest and transparent and have this culture of really wanting people to know and understand what their compensation looks like and how that compares to other roles in the organization and what their options are in terms of growth and other opportunities that they have. And so that shift has really happened. And I think employers are starting to see the benefit of just getting ahead of it and saying, this is a decision we want to make uh, because we value transparency. So it's, it's within our culture to have those types of open conversations. And organizations that have done that, I think, have seen tremendous benefits. And of course, we're seeing legislation in different states where they're like requiring that beyond job postings now and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And so the question of here we are in Oregon, is that coming to us? And so I think a lot of clients are just asking those questions now. What does that look like? How can we get ahead of this and yeah. make some changes? And I think the case for many employers who are across multiple states, like the pandemic has really caused many professional yeah. services types of organizations to hire talent across the country across the world yeah. and and you try when you have states that have certain laws you aren't you better off just having an overall here's our philosophy on pay transparency and just making sure it at least meets the requirements of all the states that may have some of these things in place yeah it's really good for consistency's sake really like it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to be consistent and say this is a decision we're going to make and do across the board regardless of where our employees are Rather than having to, oh, okay, we have to do this in this one state and, you know, this in this <laughs> other state. And then also having to explain potentially to candidates or employees, like, why we're doing this here, but not in other areas, which brings the question of, oh, if you're doing it here, why wouldn't you just do it for everyone? Or to be consistent and fair and equitable? Or why it's different here? Oh, just because it's the law. Well, if it's the law, does that mean that that's the right thing to write or what we should be doing? So it just opens up, I think, a lot of those questions when you have those differences and it's easier and really creates a better, I think, employee experience to be consistent. At its core, what is pay transparency? Like both in the legal sense for what states are mandating employers do, but both in a just a business practice and philosophy standpoint, what does it mean? Yeah, I think pay transparency means like being transparent about what the pay scale is for a position in general. And so 
that means being transparent about it for the job posting for candidates. Here's the role and it pays between this minimum and like this maximum. But also internally, like we we extend our employees job offers right when they start. And that job offer usually just has what their starting salary is going to be, right? Just that $1 amount. So pay transparency is also extending that to when you're giving that offer, helping employees understand where in that range they fall and why and what that looks like and how their qualifications and skills contribute to where they're falling in that range as well. That's how I would define it. What would you say, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's perfectly stated. The job posting comes to mind for external people, like candidates that are looking to come work for you. So I think it's important to have a range posted. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the postings that are just, there's nothing on them. It just and says then, competitive salary. It just says, com- yeah, right. we what offer a competitive salary. It's like, if it's so competitive, tell me what it is. It's lazy. It, it shows that you're like, you're trying to hide something or the other alternative, which is like pay compression related, is you don't want your employees to know right. what this thing is actually going to go for. So it's secretive. I don't yeah. like it. I like consistency. I had heard a CEO recently talk about we had an in-person event where we did a panel and we talked, this came up and they're like, the reason to do pay transparency is it reduces the drama. True. Uh, yeah. Internally. Absolutely. And if, because if people know what the range is for a position or what it takes to get to another level, it just, it makes it super clear. And I think that's what people want is they want to know where they fall and where the guidelines and the boundaries and what it's to to reach the next. It's, it's makes sense. Yeah. I think it frees up like your mind to focus on the work, right? You're not thinking about or worried about what am I getting paid as compared to this? Or like, where do I fall within the range? What all that looks like? You're not wasting your mental energy on like that drama for lack of a term, like you said, and really able to focus on your job, feeling comfortable and confident with where you are or what the next steps are if you're wanting to get to a higher level or different yeah. wage scale. Now, challenges can come with implementing pay transparency. I, the thing that comes to mind, and maybe you have some other ideas too, but implementing a pay transparency, let's say you post a range that is in line with the pay range that you have for positions inside your company. But let's say the market is bearing more than that. So yeah. you're not getting any bites on candidates and what it's going to take is more money. You hire that person outside of the pay range that you were originally willing because you can't get talent otherwise. What does that do? It adds compression yeah. to the existing employees. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Pay compression is a big issue. And I think we've seen too, like you mentioned in the market, like it's been hard for a while to find talent. And so you've got these really large companies that are throwing more money at candidates because they really need people. And um, of course, you know, here in Oregon, we have the Equal Pay Act, and there's a lot of other states that have that too to help organizations understand that when that happens, you now also have to make adjustments internally, right? And right size your organization. If the market, that's why we always suggest doing market surveys or compensation um, studies and things like that. So you're getting that market data to inform your decisions. And that that means you also do want to look at your internal workforce as well and right size that as well, because they could find another job in the market at that higher rate of pay and you could lose them to another employer as a result of that. So you do want to really focus and right size the internal piece of things as well. Um, And it's it's hard to explain, right? You want to get ahead of that and not have an employee come to you and say, oh, you hired this person at this rate. I'm only making that and I've been here for four years. 
And now you have a really awkward conversation to have and explain. And depending on the state you're in, potentially some like legal trouble, you know, just really thinking through all of that, having the data and information and extending any changes that you're making in the market to your internal employees who have been dedicated to you and working and remained loyal to the organization during that time as well. What kind of processes could we put in place or even tools to make sure that like our wages are actually meeting the market's needs um, and that we're just constantly looking at where wages are both internally and also what, what it's going to take to, to hire candidates in from the outside. Like maybe talk about that hope from, from an HR perspective. Yeah, I think I always suggest that we're looking at our compensation structure year over year. As we've seen the past few years, things can change like dramatically, even in the course of a year. And I feel like historically organizations were like, ah, we'll look at that every three years or, you know, every couple years. And then things change too fast. (laughs) Yeah. And then every couple years, what happens is like you've got all these other projects and it's like, oh, it's not really important. And you keep chugging along until you're at that breaking point where you're then like scrambling, right, to try to figure out the market and make adjustments when you're starting to potentially lose your talent. I think best best practices that I like to share is really looking at that every year. And you may not have to make a change every year, right? But you're looking at it, you're considering it, you're getting the market data, you're looking at what your trends are in turnover and what that exit interview feedback is. Does it have to do with compensation or not? And so you're able to get ahead of those decisions and get the data that you need to be able to do that. And of course, having that data is important too for just conversations with employees, right? If someone's asking for a raise or they want a raise and you've got that data or that information, you're taking care in those conversations to look at that information so you are informed to have the discussion with them of, hey, you're right where you need to be based on this data. Here's what it says. Here's where you fall. Or maybe you find, wow, they really are (laughs) below where they should be. Then you're able to say, we looked into this and you're right, you are maybe a little bit below where you should be. So we want to make that adjustment because the risk, if you don't, right, is that that they'll go elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. On that note with just doing that regular um, just market data adjustments if you need to, uh, and then being obviously transparent with employees about how it's changing, how do we make sure we our, like compensation philosophy or strategy is evolving with the times because yeah. I've worked in this industry for 15 year anniversary. Yeah. Is this happy weekend. anniversary? And it's like things have changed so much in that amount of time. And I think it's like workplaces are complex and their cha- business is evolving, but also the needs of people are changing. And now with like crazy inflation and just costs, people are, they want more money. And yeah. so this is becoming an issue. So our strategy has to evolve to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our people. So yeah, how do we stay up on this? How do employers stay up on compensation strategy, transparency, all that? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> and you're here to answer. And it. I'm going to try to answer it. Yeah, I mean, I think as you mentioned earlier, our What People Want From Work survey that we do every year, compensation has really consistently come up in the past few years about like that being of big importance to employees. And I think it's also where we see the biggest like delta in the ratings of how important it is to the employee versus how they feel about their current employer's compensation structure or strategy. And I think times have changed to where before it was really based on flexible work, right? And then COVID happened and everybody's getting that now or most 
employers are able to offer that. And so then we're now we're at the point where compensation is more at the forefront. So I think doing regular surveys like that, what people want from work survey or getting that feedback from employees on what they value most and specifically compensating, like, is it benefits and perks? Looking at total compensation um, rather than just that base pay as well. What do the benefits and perks look like? Is it base pay, what, the bonus structure, things of that nature? And getting clear internally in your organization about what your philosophy or strategy is. You know, there's the strategy, we want to pay the highest or like we want to be above everyone in the market and we're competing based on what we're offering salary-wise to our employees. And there were a lot of organizations that competed really well, like when the market was really competitive, right, by throwing that extra money at candidates. And then there are organizations that are like, we can't compete and throw money at candidates in that way. So we want to pay at least at the market. So we're being fair for the position that's offered. Um, And then there's the philosophy or strategy of maybe we're like a nonprofit or we don't have a lot of resources and funds. So we're going to offer maybe below the market in what that base pay is. But we have really great benefits. We offer a ton of holidays off. We take the week between Christmas and New Year's, we have that off. And they offer a lot of other really great benefits that are attractive to candidates. But there's got to be a balance, right? You can't like yeah. offer no money and no benefits and that be an effective strategy to to attract and retain talent. So just really thinking about that and reflecting on how you want to position yourself in the market, like what you want that internal strategy to look like, and then being consistent and aligned with that, right? If we say that's what we're going to do, then we get the market data. We We do what it takes to roll that out. Nicole, has been a great discussion. Thanks for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, it was great talking with you. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guest's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws. The material and information presented on Transform Your Workplace is for general information and educational purposes only. Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws, does not necessarily endorse any guest, their business, or any organization they represent. Discretion is advised. Please work with a trusted advisor to find a custom approach that fits your organization's needs.